0: Also if you have headphones those are very Oh helpful. yes I will
1: grab headphones. Super. Anyway that's why I think trans people are faking it. So <laughs> <laughs> And kidding. thank
0: you so much <laughs> for coming to this episode. I want to hear you say yes. <laughs> Hi babies, okay? I am so pumped for this episode. One, before we get into the episode, I'm going to put a lot of trigger warnings on this episode. That was Crusher, lol. <laughs> I'm going to put a lot of trigger warnings on this episode. We talk about turfs. we talk about transphobia, um, and after about 50 minutes, we talk about uh, abuse and assault. Um, So just be gentle with yourselves. If you feel like you can't listen, um, don't listen, but it's a great conversation. Um, And my guest, she is absolutely incredible. You can follow her at Jacqueline P. Moore, J-A-C-L-Y-N-P-M-O-O-R-E. She's amazing. She's incredible. She's a writer, producer, showrunner. Oh, my God. I just love her so much, and you guys are going to, too. Okay, uh, let's get to the episode. This is Jacqueline Moore. Oh, also, sorry. One more thing. This was a very long episode. The full episode is on my Patreon. In this new year, I want to start doing this more full-time, so if you can give five or ten dollars a month to support and baby and what I'm doing it would help immensely thank you to everyone's given thank you to all of the patrons you guys are awesome and help me continue to do what I love so okay I'll, I'll go I'll go back this is Jacqueline Moore I fully I wanted to have you on my podcast for a really long time but I was like I gotta I gotta come full circle first I was like I got to, I got to do it. And I got to, so literally when I got done and like came to off of all of my oxy and whatnot, I was like, half to message Jacqueline. So I'm so amped. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm
1: so happy for you.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. It, it was a wild journey. It was a really, honestly, the month leading up to it was kind of fun. It was a little bit wacky, but it was kind of fun.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. I just wish we could like get to a place scientifically where we can just like trade chests.
0: Yes, and I've Where's, talked about that on this podcast. You know, I want to make an MTV co- show called t- Titty Swap, <laughs> <I love laughs> where it. trans people sold just, in the room swap. Yeah, <laughs> it's,
1: I was talking to my friend. Um, I don't think they will mind me mentioning um, Sammy Maori, who's a very funny non-binary comedian, um, but who's okay, cool, starting. St- has been tweeting publicly about it so I think it's okay to talk about it. starting taking tea and so um, I think uh beginning maybe a journey I think it, I always love that there's like I feel like there's like a few genre of non-binary folk uh, yeah like, there's,
0: there's only so many <laughs> yeah
1: yeah where it's like I mean they're broad look they're broad buckets but it's like you have your like it's all bullshit non-binary folk
0: yeah right you
1: have your I'm both I'm both Slash a third thing,
0: yeah, right. Binary folk, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you
1: have your like ellipses, non binary folk, where you're like, yeah. I'm not binary on a journey, maybe or maybe not. Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> I'll stop, I won't stop, who knows, <laughs>
0: right? Uh, right, yeah, love, but, uh, yeah, but, I agree. I think also the fourth one is non binary folk, too. I think I fall into this a lot, is just like honestly, um, just cis fuckery, like as long as you're confused by me we're great we're gold i
1: love that it's like the fourth the fourth bucket is troll and i love that
0: yeah i'm just a troll i identify as a troll yes a gender
1: Uh, troll it's just like you don't know what you feel do you
0: yeah it's like you feel weird huh me too (laughs) now we're both doing it i love that so much same same um yeah oh my god uh thanks for doing this before we get started because I kind of didn't really follow like a a format but I like to kind of like start every episode the same so sure. we introduce ourselves with our pronouns and um whatnot and then we say what our gender is today which is kind of like what I do in trans circles when we like you know it, it's kind of like this inner like sanctum sort of thing where we're like so how do you feel today and we're like well I feel like you know um fucking oh my god, Sleepless in Seattle. My god, what's your name? Meg to say Ryan? H- Meg Ryan. Yeah. Some days I'm Sleepless in Seattle Meg Ryan, some days I'm when Harry met Sally Meg Ryan. Two very uh, different Meg Ryan. Very
1: different genders too.
0: Extremely. Extremely. And sometimes you you have to clarify for people. Yeah, but
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So, I'll go first and show you kind of uh, what yeah. what we do. And you look beautiful. Goddess.
1: Thank you. Mm-hmm. She's, <laughs> she's trying
0: <laughs> it's very like e-girl i love like the like the um the beats to study to the like that's uh, my i mean that was
1: my halloween costume was oh my
0: god really <laughs> my halloween
1: costume was slutty lo-fi beats to study to curl so it was <laughs> like I had, I had turned a green sweatshirt into <laughs> yes. i got an orange turtleneck and a green sweatshirt and then cropped them so they were just yes. under my tits And then I just wore fishnets and like a black thong and still and stilettos. And then I had uh, pasties over my nipples. So like, wait, I I love that. It's good. And then uh, Turfs got mad at me because they're like, that character is (laughs) fifteen years old, and I'm like, there's no character. It's a cartoon of like a college girl. I thought, but like, (laughs) there's no. It's not from something. It's just right. A thing, and but you know, Turfs be Turfs. So
0: Turfs do be Turfs, but. Uh, she, like, definitely is in college. She's, like, not yeah. 15. I don't know what 15-year-old is actually studying. I think you learn how to study when you're, like, well, 16, 17.
1: Well, also, like, she's in seemingly her apartment. Like, it doesn't feel... I know. Like, r- regardless, like, there's no context. So this is a true, like, Rorschach test of, like, yeah. what do you see when you see Lo-Fi Girl? <laughs> right. But, like, at the same time... uh. <laughs> there's a, there's a very good argument that she is, that she is at least in college. So
0: Yeah. I would love a milkshake duck moment. Do you know about milkshake? duck? Oh, on yes,
1: internet? I do. I do. We regret to inform you that milkshake duck is racist.
0: <laughs> yeah. I would love a milkshake duck moment with lo-fi beats girl where she uh, is a turf herself.
1: <laughs> yeah, <for laughs> so you're just she turns to the camera and just goes... <laughs> there are only two genders <laughs>
0: <laughs> right at the ending no one makes it to like the, the like last 30 second mark but that's what she said <laughs> yeah terms are like she is actually like our god so <laughs> you're reclaiming will, that's what you're i saying. love
1: that <laughs> i am i am
0: um okay anyway i'll introduce myself my name is gara pronouns are they them my gender today Just thought of this before we got on. I am Angel Olsen's bitch boy. I sit in Angel Olsen's basement and I buff her guitars and I suck on her toes. And that is what I do.
1: Honestly, that is a, that's a great gender. I support that.
0: Thanks. It's a gig I really want.
1: Yeah, me too. God.
0: (laughs) Yeah, damn.
1: Um, Damn. I'll I'll detransition for that gig. (laughs) <laughs> you heard uh, it here first, vote. <laughs> yeah, a- if Angel Olson listens, I have a very odd proposition for you.
0: Um,
1: um, and you I mean can... it respectfully.
0: <laughs> um, oh, man, you can uh, introduce yourself if you want.
1: Sure. Uh, my name is Jacqueline Moore. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. And today my gender is... Um, slutty alt college freshman girl who secretly listens to Taylor Swift and relates.
0: Yeah, love. And that is what you're giving right now. people who can't see Jacqueline. I mean, you gotta get on the patreon so you can see this. But Jacqueline is pulling that look right now. It looks
1: good. It's sort of the look. Yeah it's sort of the sort of the vibe is like, I'm too cool yeah. for that. I yeah, I'm still I'm still listening to the Pixies.
0: Right. But then it pops never. up on your Spotify and your friend texts you and it's like, so what's so, going on? Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> You're listening to Taylor.
1: <laughs> so what do you remember all too well? Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Straight up, straight up. You got the off the shoulder moment, the little gold necklace. Beautiful.
1: You know, I'm trying. I don't know. I never know how far off the shoulder to go. Right. Like Look, there's I... like a like you can go all the way where you're just like, oh, now it's now you're undressing. <laughs>
0: yeah, they, literally, literally. There's like no guidebook, but I feel like most girls growing up, like you watch in your girlhoods, like splash dance at some point, And then you are like, I'm going to do that. And then you realize pretty immediately that it is hard to wear. Like, it's good for a podcast because you're sitting there like very picturesque, but like walking around with an off the shoulder moment is fairly intense. I yeah, it's true.
1: It's true. Yeah,
0: you could slip a nip, possibly.
1: Look, that's you know I'm not wearing a bra under this, so if I just like hold it sheer enough, I'm sure give you some Patreon content.
0: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: um.
0: Okay, so uh, no tits and baby. new tits. <laughs> no tits and new tits is good, Jacqueline. My oh, God! Oh my God! the name of this episode we can finish now <laughs> i'm like okay so we're done thank you <laughs> no tits and new tits um okay so i have a few questions for you sure. uh basically answer what you want don't answer what you don't want it's basically all just kind of geared towards euphoria but what i first want to ask you because You've been pulling some incredible looks lately. Um, Your Instagram has uh, really been inspiring me. I uh, also need to go back and look at your slutty lo-fi beats girl because that... Uh, I would love to see that. It's a um, But I want to know an item of clothing that has changed your life.
1: Yeah, I would say um, I'm like wearing it right now or one of them. Um, oh, yeah, Yes, full length. Like these- yes these skirts
0: <gasps> yeah like kind of
1: like pleated h&m like mini skirts um yeah. they, they have kind of a stretchy waist while still being pleated like they really are like made for tall trans women and i don't think they advertise <laughs> them as such but <laughs> i really and they should I, come on there's a market but i um yeah. and it's it's a growing market.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, because this is a virus that is spreading okay yeah like, it's actually
0: bad we are making people trans I want everyone to be trans in the end
1: you know what though okay I think we are making people trans but it I don't too. think it's bad obviously <laughs> <laughs> but I do think we're making people... but anyway I am um, figuring out how to dress for my body and realizing like oh I have long legs like that's the thing to accentuate as I yeah
0: the rest. was yeah. a
1: kind of a life-changing like Gender euphoria moment of being like, oh, okay, this looks good. Um, yeah, some would say I've leaned too heavily into it, but I,
0: I, I don't <laughs> believe there's such a thing. I don't believe there's such a thing either. Has someone told you that you've leaned too heavily?
1: Yeah, people what? tell me that I oh, not always. Sometimes people say I dress too much like a teenage girl. Yeah, huh. um, which I'm like, I'm going through my second puberty, so why would right? I? But also. It can lead to great moments. Mm-hmm. I, have like a fun, I have like a fun gender euphoria story built Go ahead. around skirts like this.
0: Hell yeah, give it to me.
1: Which is that on, so I'm currently in New Orleans um, doing que- the reboot of Queer Folk. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of our stars is the fucking incomparable Juliette Lewis. Oh, wow. Who I fucking adore. Yeah. And the first day... Juliet was on set. Our very cool costume designer, uh, Christina Spiridakis, came up to me and goes, I just figured out your style. And I was like, Oh, yeah. And she's like, Yeah, you do Juliet Lewis cosplay. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. that's very funny. But it is true. I dress like a Juliet Lewis character from like 1994. Oh. But then a few days, like a few weeks later, Juliet was on set and she like waved me over.
0: Mm-hmm. And she was like,
1: Jacqueline, you're dressed exactly how I would dress. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, she and, then I went,
0: on it. and I was just
1: like, that's either like a subtle read or a great compliment. And I'm choosing to take it as a great compliment.
0: No, you so. should take it as a compliment. That's yes. beautiful. That is a yes. beautiful moment. Yeah. The the like a is it an A-line skirt? I couldn't tell. I don't know. It, they, they call it like a skater skirt or like an A. It's like a, skirt. it's
1: a yeah. It's like a skater skirt. It's got like it's like lightly pleated, but it's not yeah. like a pleated skirt. Um, yeah, it, but it's like yeah. I have like one that's like a schoolgirl version.
0: Love. Um, yeah. I
1: have one that looks like Cher Horowitz's dress from Yes from Clueless. That's like a yellow. Pet yes. Plaid yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, those skirts are so essential. I feel like like literally when you're like, okay, I'm entering my second puberty, they should just hand you like a stack of like those skirts. And like just like a really good like tiny white tee, like a tiny oh, like cropped. Oh, I love. So I wear I
1: wear those and cropped tees basically love. every day.
0: Love. Like,
1: and thank God for global warming <laughs>
0: yeah, really, really. It's December, and I,
1: I'm you know I did I did go to a sweater today. So, but otherwise, yeah,
0: yeah. That's the nice thing about LA though, is you can kind of like mix and match. Cause I don't like, I hate the summer. I think the summer is actually fully anti-trans and, um, Agreed. trans people only exists in like the, the like in-betweens, you know, sure. like yeah, no. we, I hate the winter cause I'm fully covered up and I hate the summer because I'm Well, actually now that I don't have boobs anymore, maybe the summer will be like a really great, I'll have like I, a really good revamp moment.
1: I will say this was my first summer with boobs. Love. Uh, and, and they're still pretty small. So like, mm-hmm. um, but like the first summer where they're like real and like they sag a little and like whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, the boob sweat thing is like a fucking no uh, joke. Like that's a real, oh. and, and I was in New Orleans for the summer, which is like a 250% humidity every day yeah. <laughs> because you're basically yeah. living in a swamp. Um, yeah.
0: So, swamp yeah. boobs, swamp tits.
1: Swamp tits.
0: Yeah. You know. <laughs> You need a shirt that's a swamp tits. tits. I guarantee you somebody is sweat. making
1: <laughs> I guarantee somebody in New Orleans makes swamp tent shirts. That sounds like
0: uh, yeah.
1: Sounds it's
0: like not every HM. m H&M. H&M could be cornering like a total like trans femme and trans mask market.
1: I do think I mean here's the thing. H&M is like anytime a trans person comes out to me, anytime a trans femme comes out to me. The first thing I say is like, go to HM.
0: Yeah. And it's like yeah. because
1: fast fashion is bad for the world, but good for <laughs> changing trans bodies. Like yeah. you're like, you won't feel bad when it falls apart because you only paid $15 for it. Yeah. And by the time it falls apart, your body is going to be like a different shape because of the hormones. So yeah. Um, and also
0: like when you're trying stuff on, I ordered a bunch of clothes when I was uh, on Oxy fully watching the old gossip girl, like just being like, I sorry. just love my new body and like ordered a bunch of clothes and then tried some of them on. And I was like, okay, this isn't e- exactly what I thought it was going to look like. Like I thought I would kind of like rock something like this. So I'm like, no, it kind of isn't working for me. And so I feel like with H and M when you can buy stuff for like 10 fucking bucks and you're like, okay, so this didn't make me, cause I would never, I never try and stuff at the store. I think it's so fucking nuts that people go into
1: stores oh, and then I try, try stuff on there. I do, I do a whole, love. I do a whole thing. Mm, yeah, I just like I, lo- I love I love, a, I love a fashion show. I love a '90s rom-com montage. Yeah, moment in my head.
0: Yeah, and honestly, that's who you are in this moment. <laughs>
1: that's yeah. what, what I'm living for at the moment. So yeah, I do like, get it. Son, it's kind of uh, gross
0: to, to try stuff on
1: yeah it's kind of gross right like there's like Mm. a little bit of like a a grossness I mean I love it because I'm gross but like yeah I I I do think there is something kind of like weird that we just like accept like yeah you go put on clothes and then when you don't like them you put them back and then somebody else's weird weird body has been in them like
0: yeah I mean I will say like I don't think it's the grossness of it I think like I am lazy I think it's laziness I think I I just like, don't want to, I don't want to go and try them all on. And also I somehow like, wasn't wearing any underwear and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm not wearing any underwear. Why did I think I could do this? <laughs> this like...
1: is very, this is very, uh, trans mask of you. <laughs> yeah,
0: <honestly? laughs> that's,
1: that's, okay. a teen, that's a very, that's a very teenage trying boy. trying everything
0: on is very trans femme of you. So. hundred oh, <laughs> percent.
1: It's a very teenage boy move to be like, I'm just too lazy to try anything on. <laughs> I never used to try anything on. I never used to try anything on.
0: (laughs) And now you're like, I have to. I I literally have to. Oh
1: my God, I have like four hours. (laughs) I mean, I do really have to. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because I have a weird body and nothing fits me right.
0: Mm. It's interesting that, like, do you think that since kind of, cause we're like swip swapping right now. Like yeah, you had a says. summer with your first summer with tits. I'm about to have my first summer without tits. Like, do you feel like your body ever changing? Like, are you kind of excited for the ride or are you kind of like, Oh, I can't, I don't. I it's feel- the best.
1: Your body's yeah. a science. It feels like your body's a science experiment and <laughs> yeah. like, but you're like seeing actual results. Like, like I've like, Grown tits that are bigger than a lot of my cis female friends' tits, and it's only been yeah. like
0: a year. Yeah, um,
1: and that's before I'm going to get them surgically enhanced. So, uh, like, which is yes. gonna we We just had a big fight with the Writers Guild and convinced the Writers Guild to of America is now going to cover all trans <gasps> surgeries. So that fucking um,
0: rules.
1: Yeah. So we um, this brilliant, brilliant trans lady uh, Eleanor McClelland, who's a writer was like a, a writer on transparent and Mrs. Fletcher and Sabrina um, kind of led this charge that I was Whoa. lucky enough to be kind of part of. And um, we yeah, we won. They're gonna they're gonna cover everything WPath recommends, which is oh everything. My so
0: God. oh my God. So if you're holds.
1: a trans member of the Writers Guild of America, blank, you get daddy's credit card.
0: That is awesome. Literally, yeah. you're having the Writers Guild of America pay for your milky, milky titties.
1: A hundred percent. I'm going to get <laughs> giant bimbo tits and a love full that. facial feminization, and the Writers Guild of and and yes. the union Dalton Trumbo built. <laughs> yes, I love
0: that. I love that.
1: Yeah, yesterday was my one year anniversary, and so mm. I like have been like kind of going down a little bit of like a. And nostalgic. I guess it's like, what's the line between digital self harm and nostalgia?
0: <laughs> I mean, but, that is like the fucking trans, like literally. That it, that is the experience. Is that right there? <laughs> and so I like
1: to I back looking at like old noobs I took before I transitioned.
0: Mm, yes, and yes. Just being
1: like oh, like my flat chest and like a hairy chest and like I had a full beard and a bald head and
0: like, wow,
1: I like couldn't have looked more different than I look right it's like in some ways that's the best right that gives you the most euphoria at times because you're just like how was that me yeah no you know people would never think and then the other times you're just like why was that me like how was that me is fun (laughs) but why was that me is like a real (laughs) bummer
0: yeah agreed also like like your body changing is like relearning the nude. Like it's relearning like where your angles are. It's a very like strange thing. It's
1: so like this, this move. Yes. Like, oh yes. That's a move I never was never in my arsenal before. And now <laughs> yeah. I'm like Oh, I see it everywhere. I see it in a- anytime a lady <laughs> sends me a nude. Anytime a tit haver sends me a nude. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I see. I see the subtle.
0: Yeah. The subtle press together. Yeah, it's like reworking the wheel. It's like very beautiful. It's like discovering fire.
1: (laughs) It is. I love it. I I love it so much. And also I realize there are all these like little things Mm -hmm. that like, like there were mannerisms that I had before I transitioned Mm -hmm. that in hindsight are just like, oh, you're, you were a girl, you dumb, dumb. Like, yeah. You know, like I, I, you were a
0: girl, you're dumb, dumb is good that's a good like <laughs> memoir name you were a girl dum-dum
1: <laughs> but there is like a thing where I was just like oh I like wow I really did like put my hand on my hip a lot and like pop yeah
0: yeah
1: but then there are other things where I totally didn't do and now I'm like oh it's wild how like dainty holding a hand bent towards yourself can kind of like make the whole image right Whereas like sit sitting like you know sitting forward and just being like whatever it's like oh that's very mask but then just Uh like this and you're like yes
0: you know the
1: patreons are getting a full demonstration (laughs) oh i
0: gasped when you when you fucking melted the hand i was like okay
1: you melt the the hand and you're just like what what are you doing or like like the the subtle touch of the earring, like the subtle like a yes
0: it's love. like oh okay yeah it's like okay what
1: what is your what's, deal? <laughs> what's this? I love yeah. it. Um, or yeah. Or like the and now I'm just but now they just they start as affectations. So much about I don't know. One of the things I love about being trans is like you start doing these things as affectations,
0: mm-hmm. trying
1: to capture who you really are or who you really yeah. feel like you are, and so yeah. you like start being like, well, I'm gonna. And I'll do this and maybe, but now it's like, I just do move my hand across my necklace like this. Like,
0: yeah, it's like,
1: like what was an affectation is now just a tick. And like, that's such a cool, weird, euphoric moment where you're just like, Oh, I didn't even realize that. Or I'll see myself in pictures that other people take and I'll be doing this or I'll be like touching my ear or I'll be, and it's just like, Oh, those were things I was trying consciously.
0: I, I will say anytime I hang out with my sis friends, we somehow drink and end up getting the <laughs> conclusion that. I don't say it, they end up coming to it by themselves. I'm like, I need to stop.
1: But here's the thing: yeah, self- self-identification is important, obviously.
0: Yeah, right.
1: But put any trans folks in a room together, and you will end up talking about people who are secretly trans, whether they uh, know yeah. it or not. A hundred percent. My
0: sure. DMs are
1: for full sure. of people being yeah. like have you watched Old Kids in the Hall? I think Dave, you know, like, I, I, there's like a lot <laughs> yes. of, there's a yes. lot of like, I mean, how how many times do we have to do the Kirk Cobain was secretly a trans woman discourse wow. on Twitter?
0: I've never we, heard that.
1: Oh, go down that rabbit hole because Whoa. by the way, all of a sudden wow. there's, all of a sudden where it's like, wow, well, he was wearing dresses on stage in like a non-funny way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At a time when people didn't do that. And you sort of start to be like, Wait, did we just not have the context for what he was trying to express?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, that is the funny thing about gender fuckery on, like, a more, like, corporate scale right now. I don't need to talk about the Harry Styles of it all because he gets as much, you know, he, he's got his own thing going on. But, like, I don't know. It's always weird to have gender fuckery, like, it, it, like kind of, you know, I don't know, described, especially with, with like, a white, like, masculine like who's like, you know, male identifying person being like wearing a dress. I don't know. It just always makes me feel a little bit like, nah, but like if Harry Styles came out as non-binary, oops, I paused. If Harry Styles came out as non-binary, I would be like, you go. <laughs> I don't know.
1: No, but that's, I, so I was just having this conversation with a trans femme friend of mine <laughs> about how like we're in this weird place where we're like defensive of transness and of gender fuckery and of all these things, because to us, it's like why I don't love, I should, I want to say this more specifically. It's why I've always had a complicated relationship with drag as like Mm -hmm. an art form. Yeah. uh, Is because depending on who's doing it, a lot of times it just feels like cis gay men Mm. making fun of my identity. And like, And like, that's not always like I, in New Orleans, especially the drag scene is so beautiful. And so like very fucking genderqueer and like, and and, like feels, but I've, I've been to uh, so many drag shows in my life where I'm just like, oh, this is not funny to me. Like this feels like the joke is on the wrong person. Right. Um, And I feel like that's a little bit how it feels sometimes when you have someone like a Harry Styles or when you have someone where it's just like, that's a boy in a dress. How wild. Yeah. But then the other side of that is that our cynicism, well-earned though it may be, like obscures the fact that like, what is, this could just be Harry Styles expressing themselves. Yeah.
0: Right. And like exactly. so much
1: of us go, so many of us go through these periods where we're like not ready to be there. And like, I mean, how many, I don't know. It's just, it's complicated because like you don't want to feel objectified by or commodified
0: mm-hmm.
1: and appropriated by like a corporate Borg using just right. like a pretty white boy as your avatar.
0: Right. But then yeah. it's like,
1: do we have grace for the possibility that like that's not a pretty white boy
0: yeah like yeah yeah I think also with like the drag the drag part of it it's like it is unfortunate that it's kind of pumped through the RuPaul world which like is very corporate on its own and also just like it's just ridden with transphobia (laughs) like from the top down just like ridden with transphobia because in the drag king world it's a much different story like it is mostly trans mask people yeah. it is like uh, it is pretty much most of the drag kings because I, I do like a little bit of drag but like most of the drag kings I know are trans mask like period and so like it is strange to have like those two very different worlds of like I know a lot of just like cis gay men who are drag queens and just a ton of like trans mass boys who were drag For things. sure.
1: Well, and the truth is I know a lot of drag queens who became trans women. Yeah. Um, and because it is, it has long been a gateway drug. And, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and in New Orleans, and, and I, I'm sure in other places too, but in New Orleans, the drag scene also has a lot of bio queens, which
0: yeah.
1: I love a bio queen. Yeah, and like,
0: love.
1: it just like makes it messier and more complicated, which is like a good thing. Like it should feel gender fucky. Um, And and like a little punk rock kind of. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly.
1: Um, And yet like, it does feel like it's often filtered just through this, like, like pro fracking (laughs) anti-trans.
0: What are you talking about? (laughs) But yeah, I think that also like, I don't know, the corporate world and like all of that just lacks nuance as it is. And gender is all about nuance. Like it, it all involves nuance and like I don't know it's the same thing I don't get off of this but it's the same thing with like having the first cisgendered male a cis straight male on drag race is like he's getting all this media attention but it's like I'm sorry I think that this is great but there has not been enough trans people on RuPaul's drag race for me to feel comfortable (laughs) with like us being like oh my god this is incredible I'm like but it is incredible but it's like why why is this so like incredible I don't know it's- well, here's
1: no, I, you're right. But here's what's so hard is as I keep moving my laptop, because I don't <laughs> like the lighting in this room. And so I've, I'm just I hate like, it. so they're getting, people are getting different vibes. My eyes don't pop in the other lighting, but I don't love this angle, the background. This anyway, is funny
0: because I feel like, I feel like the lighting has changed minimally <laughs> when you, uh, but again, this very is, different a, this is how we differ. Just I'm like, you're like, I love you're like playing with your necklace. If I were wearing a necklace, it would go right in my mouth. Like I am, like really just like ten year old boy vibes, like just twirling it around in my mouth. <laughs>
1: well, I love it, um, but I think the drag race thing, which what's complicated about it's, it's what's complicated about queerness and capitalism,
0: mm-hmm. is
1: um, we don't live in a society that like has a social safety net. Like yeah. we don't have like we need to make money in the like there like we need to make money to live. Like yeah. It's gross. It sucks. I don't love it, but we need to. And so that means often interfacing with this like corporate culture and in drag races like area, I'm like, okay, well, this is a show that's given so many queer folks a way to make money and like a way to like survive and do their art for a living. And that's fucking amazing. Yeah. But then the other part of it is, is that like it, like different cities had different drag scenes and different drag vibes. And a lot of that's been flattened by drag race because now it's like, yeah. well, that's that's what like, now there's like a Coca-Cola version of drag.
0: Right. It's like
1: the RuPaul kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah,
1: I don't know. It's like the art form sort of falls. It feels like the art form is, is, at times maybe taking a step back but again it's like i have a complicated relationship with it so i don't know if i should be the one to speak yeah and i recognize that complicated relationship has more to do with my feelings about my gender and about gender than it does to do with it's like more of a me problem than a drag problem i
0: think right i think though a lot of listening to drag queens talk i think a lot of people in drag in general have complicated relationships within the drag world just like how I have a complicated relationship within the comedy world and probably just as <laughs> how you have a complicated relationship.
1: <laughs> <How come>? <laughs> <The> <laughs> yeah, comedy it's world's... perfect.
0: <laughs> no, no transphobia whatsoever. No racism, nothing.
1: No, it's perfect.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's quite perfect. Um, Oh my God. Can I ask you another question? Is that okay? Please
1: ask me questions. Ask me questions. I I feel like I've like, I, I've talked too much. So ask me questions.
0: No, I, I, excuse me. This is what I want out of a, this is what anyone wants out of a podcast. The questions are if you were not interesting and we were not like, you know, you know, getting on the way that we were like it. No, no, no. This, okay. Good. Is, uh, well, no, no. Take,
1: I will take more questions then please. <laughs>
0: Beautiful. Um, Okay. Love the A-line skirt. That honestly is, a game changer. I want to know what your most euphoric haircut has been or what a dream euphoric haircut of yours would be.
1: Um, you know, it's interesting cause I'm not really cutting. I mean, I'm getting haircuts, but I'm, I'm getting hair or a
0: hairstyle. I guess. But you know, what?
1: here's what I'll say. I am um, getting a haircut with somebody in LA who I really like. Um, whose whole thing is like, where do you want your hair to be in like two years? Yeah. And so like, she sort of designs your haircuts to grow, to like look cute, but yeah. then to like grow in a way that like you're growing into
0: where yeah. you want to go. Yeah. And
1: that, that was a euphoric, I've had a few of, I've had like three cuts with her in last year. And that's been a euphoric thing to just like feel my hair grow and to be like, I mean, I was basically... I had basically a buzz cut when I came out last year.
0: Wow! And I was like pretty wow. close to
1: pretty close to no no hair, and now I have like I don't know. It's been a year, and I'm like I have like pretty full shoulder length hair.
0: Yeah, so, it looks good, and no one knows the true horror of growing out a very short haircut into a long haircut.
1: It is a nightmare.
0: so oh, it's such a nightmare.
1: Um, but yeah, I like I feel euphoric with the fact that I, I've reached a point where. I've reached a point where I am occasionally tempted to like make bad hair decisions. I'm like, that's like that feels like a very gender euphoric thing for me. Where I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. Do, you, do I want a bob? And then I'm like, no, what are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? Don't be stupid.
0: That dumb is bitch. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when you have to have like the scissors can't even be close to your bathroom because then you get out of the oh, shower. Yeah. And you're like, maybe I'll cut bangs for myself. It's like oh, girl, I've don't thought cut about bangs. the bangs. I've thought about the bangs
1: so much. <laughs> Natalie Mars. Natalie Mars is has done more for the bang for the bang having who is
0: Natalie Mars.
1: Natalie Mars is like an iconic trans porn star who really oh just like she is so gorgeous. I have a oh my god, she also got really great FFS, like her FFS is like next level.
0: But she was like super
1: hot, she was super hot pre-ffs too. Yeah. Um, but she's like all about and then post FFS, she's kind of gone away from it, but like pre she was all about a blunt bang always wow. like constantly a blunt bang. And I feel like she has led to more m- moments of me like staring in the mirror, like holding scissors than like any other person <laughs> on the planet. Cause so it's just, like, Natalie yeah. looks so good. You would yeah. look good.
0: <laughs> so anyway, shouts yeah. to Natalie
1: Mars for being a fucking queen.
0: Love, love. Um wait can i actually ask you a question about ffs yeah when i am with my trans mass friends we kind of like talk about like our uh the it's called f to m the, the ch- chest masculinization surgery names are just so hilarious like getting the yeah. bills in the mail like for it is like there is just people stumbling over the words like the f to m but you're they them and like it's like gah, this is just, just say getting That's, the titties off just say taking f, my f titties. to them yeah f to them fuck jacqueline oh too many we're gonna have to have three episodes so we can get the <laughs> different names in but do you like talk with like when you have trans femme friends who have gotten ffs are you like ooh, and i like what you did like are you kind of like yeah. shopping around oh
1: there's like a person yeah. But there's like a good chance that I'm going to, even though I got the guild to pay for, or like we got the guild, Eleanor really got the guild, but we got the guild to pay for. <laughs> we
0: got the guild. And hey, we got the guild.
1: <laughs> even though we got them to pay for everything, um, there's a chance I'm still going to pay for my FFS out of pocket because there's one doctor who doesn't mm-hmm. take insurance and he does mm-hmm. fucking beautiful work. Yeah. And yeah. we all... You know, it's like a multi-year waiting list and it's like and Ugh. it's like what what I want done where I'm like, okay, I want my nose, I want my mm. brow bone,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I want my neck. I want to do like a neck lipo uh. and a neck lift.
0: Wow. Um, Is this in LA?
1: Yeah, that's why I'm gonna be back in LA no matter what. <laughs> so,
0: all, yeah, you don't.
1: I love New Orleans, but I'm I'm going to get my surgeries yeah. in Los Angeles too.
0: For sure. And honestly, I bet that's a whole other ball game being in LA and like talking to people about like FFS or any other gender affirming surgeries because here it's just not as much of like a a thing. Like most people I know actually fly out of New York to get gender affirming surgeries. I don't know a ton of people cuz I didn't I went out of network as well because yeah. I don't know. When it comes to uh, plastic surgery. I just want to have a plastic surgeon. I want to have someone who puts titties on and takes titties off and, you know, fucks with your face and does the whole, I don't know, everything.
1: I, I think there's like a hierarchy of needs with this stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. Where it's
1: just like, okay, when I get my tits done, I'm probably going to go to somebody that's in network and just like, yeah, I, I know what I want. I feel like we've figured out the tit surgery. Like, I feel like Putting in tits is something that like we have decades of working on. I am comfortable. Taking them off
0: others. Taking
1: them off as new. Taking them off as new. Yeah. Um, but like FFS is art. Like it's not science. Yeah, it is. Putting a tin on, putting a tin on it has some artistic (laughs) qualities. Yeah. But we have it down (laughs) to a science. But like I need someone who's going to like sculpt me.
0: You need an you artist. Know? You need a literal yeah. artist. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's <laughs> like, if place. I
1: ever do bottom surgery, like that one, we have not figured that out yet. And so like, I have a friend who, who got it done, who has like the best pussy. I'm just like, Oh my God. Love. Like, breathtaking, Love. Love. Um, I never wanted it until I saw her pussy. And then I was like, Oh my God. Like, <laughs> You're like, I, I
0: have to have this.
1: Maybe I need one. Um, Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's literally like handbags. This is how, like, my trans friends, we were like, I feel like in the future, they'll be like Gucci FFS. They'll be like, oh my God.
1: Like, probably.
0: Yeah. Like, Telfair, like, literally. Oh, but you know what?
1: It literally (laughs) kind of is because it's like, Do you have a Marcy Bowers pussy? Like that's like a thing.
0: (laughs) Wow! Yeah,
1: a Harrison Lee face. Like that's a.
0: It's a Garamoni chest for trans people. Ooh, Garamoni!
1: I love that. Garamoni. I I love that. That's so. Yeah, it's just me,
0: but it's a, it's a, an Italian man. (laughs) We look exactly the same, except it's like a little (laughs) Garamoni, a little poorly.
1: Garamoni just like sounds like. Oh my God! What a designer.
0: Sexy. Yeah. Lo-
1: yeah. That's, that's very hot.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, um, yeah. Well, it, thank you for answering my uh, questions about surgery. It's funny. After you get surgery, I, I feel like it's all I want to talk about <laughs> well, all the time.
1: With trans people. I will talk about all this stuff. Forever. Yeah.
0: Cause yeah. of course,
1: like we want to talk about it. Like it's right. Yeah. It's front of our mind. Yeah. Um, with cis people i will begrudgingly talk about it because hey, i'm yeah. nice and yeah. so like i'm too nice to be like it's kind of fucked up if you'd ask me that um
0: <laughs>
1: so i will talk about it but with trans people i'm like no 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 tell me more like what what are you thinking of, <laughs> well, what are you thinking about doing like what do you want to look yeah, like i just think it's yeah. so fun yeah
0: well i appreciate that i'm reading a great book right now which i don't read so this is and honestly this is just a I have been oh I have COVID right now as well. Oh so congrats! I, yeah, thank you. <laughs> so I'm having to read and do other things, but I I'm reading a book right now called Trans Girl Suicide Museum, and it's one of the best I books I've ever read. Oh really? It's Jacqueline. It's actually like changed my life. Like oh, I'm gonna, you, you I'm gonna get it. You should. Yeah, she's great. Forget it's it. this it's this author named Hannah Bayer. It's called Trans Girl Suicide Museum. It's I'm, beautiful. It's a really
1: good book. I'm literally buying it as, we, love. as
0: we're here. Yeah. Fantastic. Huge, huge rack Anyone. Her name is male fragility on Instagram. And she, she's like a memestress. She makes memes and is a writer and an artist. And it's great. It's a great book. I love
1: a, a memestress. It's really <laughs> fantastic. Yeah.
0: There's memes in the book. It's, it's like really, it's, it's a good time, but she talks a lot about FFs. And doing ketamine. She talks a lot about FFS and doing ketamine. Um, well,
1: as somebody who's done one of those things and looks forward to doing the other, uh, sounds great.
0: <laughs> yeah, truly. Um, but I appreciate you talking to me about it. Um, I want to know... Um, okay, I, I feel like I have to do this just because the holidays are coming up and I have been watching countless like shitty holiday movies. I wanted to know... Sure. If your gender was a holiday movie or holiday movies put together, what would your gender be? Uh, The Santa
1: Claus. Just the Santa Claus. No, just the Santa Claus, because it's um, a thing I... uh, My gender is something I stumbled onto and then began (laughs) transforming whether I liked it or not.
0: Whoa! yeah. Wait, the Santa Claus is the is a trans movie it kind I'm of realized. is right. yeah oh
1: my god everybody's talking about the matrix but like the santa claus <laughs> is about somebody who like somebody who like magic whose body magically transforms um who develops a who goes from being a bitter man to granted, <laughs> a, still a man but like a very like loving person that yeah. is a trans that is a trans femme journey if ever there yeah. were <laughs> yeah. um and specifically um Judy the elf um I don't know if you remember the Santa Claus very well but Judy the elf is Mm -hmm. the elf that has the big cone uh yes I literally
0: Jacqueline she's she's my inspiration like oh my god she's gorgeous
1: her and the
0: fucking other elf are like literally my two (laughs) genders
1: yeah so Judy the elf is like was one of the first characters I think that like gave me trans feels before I knew Love. that they yeah. were trans feels where I was just like, I have, I'm a little kid and I'm seeing this movie and I have a crush. on am yeah. a little kid, the little girl yeah. in the movie, because I we're both 12 and she's so cute. Yeah. And <laughs> now I look at it. I'm just like, Oh, I fully wanted to be her from yeah. a very young age. Like, wow. Um, even the way, like, yeah. So yeah, my gender is the Santa Claus.
0: That's a good one. That is honestly, I, I didn't understand it, but now I fully have grappled on to the Santa Claus as being one of the most like pro trans movies of all time,
1: which is ironic because I'm sure Tim Allen hates.
0: trans. (laughs) Yeah. But this is why we have to say it is so Tim Allen uh, can go fuck himself.
1: 100%. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, You're in a trans movie, Uh, Tim uh, Allen. (laughs)
1: 100%. I,
0: yeah. Sorry,
1: Tim. (laughs) Well, there's also that thing, right. Of like being trans where I mean like I'm a trans woman I definitely call myself a girl mm-hmm. um turfs hate it like there's always a thing where it's like how come these trans trans identified men which is what they would call me oh, my fucking god um, always call themselves girls and not women and it's like I'm sorry that like I don't want to be old like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. like I know sorry that I'm clinging <laughs> to youth like how dare I well,
0: I okay I would go as far to say like maybe people are like I am a woman I'm like you freaking go I don't know many people who are like I am a woman or like even like I'll like say like when I have a crush on like someone who is a woman like I'll say they're a girl like I don't know in my head having a crush on a woman even if I could have a crush on you know any <laughs> woman what no matter the age but even if she was like hot and 60 years old and picked me up at cubbyhole I would still say
1: she was a crush on this girl <laughs> yeah i think there is something about like there's something about policing tr- that like the way straight people want to police trans folks or cis people not straight people but cis people um want to police trans folks like expressions of themselves that is not unsurprising but at the same time like So for instance, like if I am turned on by the idea of being a woman, Mm -hmm. like that arouses me, Mm -hmm. TERFs would say that I am an auto, was it an autogynophile or whatever? It's like I
0: have never heard that before in my life.
1: AGP is what they call it. But it's like this idea, it's like this, it's like a pathology that's basically like, you're not actually a woman, you're somebody who's turned on by the idea of being a woman, but Mm -hmm. If I were a cis woman and I were turned on by my womanhood. Yeah. Then people would be like, oh, that's self-love. Like good for you.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's pathologized when it's a trans person. So similarly with the girl woman thing where it's like, if I were a cis woman and I were like, oh, it's fun being a girl. People would be like, yeah, good for you. Whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like,
1: you know i get it like we're all girls at heart you know like whatever yeah but as soon as i as a trans woman i'm like i love being a girl they're like don't you mean woman why do you infantilize all women to be girls
0: (laughs) and it's just like
1: these things that we allow that we as a society allow sort of a a breadth of experience for cis folks and for trans people it's just like you don't fit the one acceptable version of this i believe
0: yeah yeah I would like to say that I think Turf's biggest problem is they have too much time on their hands. I, I really think that they just have too much fucking time on their hands. I don't know how they're able to um, literally have an opinion on every single thing. I have very limited opinions. <laughs> um, I, get it. I yeah. get it. And yet
1: they really do. They, lo- they love hating so many things and Ugh. uh for what for why it's Truly
0: like, for what for who, why
1: who cares and yeah. it's like this thing where it's like i'm dating a trans woman right now um who Love i ad- adore Ugh. and uh you know we're, we're the cl- we're the classic modern lesbians we're two yeah. trans women who are, <laughs> are poly.
0: Um, my god the turfs the are shaking in their. i face. know but that's the
1: thing right is like um it's actually it is. It's Eleanor, the girl I was speaking of earlier for who we met. We met no fighting way. the guild. We met fighting the guild and now and now we're dating and it's very cute. Um, love that
0: we met but, fighting the guild is hot. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty hot. Um, but she, oh my god.
1: She's she's the fucking coolest, but it is this thing where like I one something I struggle with is this idea of when I'm dating a trans woman of feeling like, okay, if I date a cis woman and I'm a lesbian, then TERFs would say that I'm not actually a lesbian. Mm. I'm a man who's like trying to like force lesbians to date me, even though they don't want to. Um, And, and they would say, how come if trans people are so great, how come you don't date trans people? You never see a trans woman dating another trans woman. It's always trying to, uh which is like not true because obviously trans people do date trans people often and a lot. But now that I'm dating a trans person, what I hear in my DMS and shit um, when I like kind of will reference it or like even acknowledge the idea of dating a trans person is that like, well, of course, cause that's the only people who will date you are other trans people. Oh and so, my
0: like, fucking God. It
1: just becomes this thing where it's like, yes, Ugh. the right answer is to opt out. Like, right. The, yeah. the right answer is to like not listen, but at the same time as a, and I, I'm not like famous, but like as a semi-public figure, Right
0: and also over the past Like few months has been like More cuckoo Yeah
1: yeah. like I've become more of a public Figure in the last few months It just becomes very hard to Like So much of I would say the work That I feel like I'm trying to do is like Trying to just get them out of my Head as I'm living my life and being like I'm on a date with a girl I like and this is really Fun
0: and not to be in
1: my head to Be like well like how are you being Perceived right now (laughs)
0: Ah, yeah. I mean, it's funny because these are the same women that if they got logged out of their Twitter, they would message their daughter what their password is. Like it all we are literally like one data hack away from all of these women not being able to have their passwords and locking. Like, that is the thing is like, the all the shit, one, that is so fucking terrible. I'm so sorry you have to deal with any of that. But too, it's like such bird brain shit. Like, it's like people who actually, <laughs> it really like, I, I love when people say touch grass. It is like the one like troll thing that I do subscribe to because I wish I could tell all of those turfs to touch grass because it is fully like, have you never been in love? Have you never like, like, touched your body? Have you never like hugged your child? Like, what are you <laughs> doing? I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's so true. It's like, it's, there is like a total. A divorce from reality and like a divorce yeah. from, like, but I don't know. It's really, uh, it's like trying to live your life without like paying attention to that is like both necessary and difficult.
0: Yeah, I bet. It's also like, how, how could you care so much about someone else who is like undeniably probably the happiest, you know, they've ever been? I don't know.
1: Yeah. It's a, uh, I don't understand them. I don't understand. It's like the thing where it's like bathrooms and shit. Mm. It's well, like,
0: what about that?
1: <laughs> well, sometimes you go Do to the problem. York, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yeah. It's, but it is crazy because there's this assumption Sorry, I don't know. Is this like is this like too heavy for this? Am I like no? As this...
0: long as you feel okay talking. Oh no, I, like, I I not feel, too heavy at all.
1: I feel good talking about it. I just like also don't want to like be a bummer. Um, but there's like <laughs> yeah, uh... you're
0: being too much of a bummer, <laughs> Jacqueline, on my trans podcast. <laughs> no, this is the truth. It's also like very much the truth of like what you're living in. One in a world where a lot of stuff is happening online and you're living a lot of your truth online, because I bet it, I bet it would be so hard for any of these turfs to walk up to you in broad daylight in LA, like, and like say something that there's a reason why they exist a lot online.
1: I know. And it's interesting. It's actually one of the things I love about new Orleans is that it's both the most welcoming place I've ever been as a trans person and the most hostile because it's still the South. And so it's like the parts that are welcoming are so welcoming. People are like, Oh my God, your family now come here. Like let's feed you. Let's do whatever. And then the parts that are hostile are just like, I think it's fucking gross that you're going to that bathroom and I'm going to kill you. And it's like, well, that's not great. But I like, you can see your enemy.
0: And like, there's something
1: really comforting about that. Whereas like in LA, it does feel a lot like, like in new Orleans people just tell you they don't like you. Right here. It's like, I feel like to my face, those people wouldn't say shit, but mm-hmm. then online they would be like, mmm, mm, mm, mm. "Anyway, yeah, um, yeah." But yeah. trans women, it's like you're going into a woman's room, you are going to assault people, you right. are going to, you know, whatever. Um, which obviously, like, there's the obvious like arguments that we make over and over again of just like, what do you think is happening in a bathroom? But like,
0: yeah, right.
1: Beyond all that, there's like this this line of thinking at the core of this. of all these things, which is that like, when you trans, when you're a assigned male at birth and transition, you never give up your male privilege. Like you, like you carry your male privilege with you as a woman, which is like, I cannot tell you how immediately you don't have male privilege anymore as a trans woman. Like people that I worked with in Hollywood as a man, yeah. And who thought I was a genius suddenly talk over me on phone calls and don't listen. yeah like you tell, like on one hand, you're like, Oh my God, do you see me as a woman? On the other hand, you're like, Oh my God, this is how you treat women. <laughs> like it's like yeah. instant. Yeah. And when you go into a women's room, the power dynamic as a trans person, the power dynamic does not run the way that trans exclusionary, trans exclusionary people think it does yeah. because they act like the trans, the dynamic is I as a trans woman have the power in the situation and I yeah. am putting this on these poor cis women. Yeah. But you know, that's not true. Because the first thing, anytime a cis woman's uncomfortable in a bathroom about a trans situation, the first thing they do is they go to the manager because right. in their mind, the privilege is on their side. Like deep down, yeah. when push comes to shove, they feel like, no, 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 no. Society is built for me in this moment, not built for you. Yeah. Like, the privilege runs the opposite direction and it's like this crazy gaslighting feeling when people are just telling you over and over again like you how fucking entitled are you and you come and you take these things and you have a privilege and you're not allowed to be offended anymore and like yeah and it's just like in what world is society bending to my will like it's allowing me to it's allowing me to live slightly more openly cool yeah i still like just drove across country in four days from Louisiana to California, oh which meant fifteen hours in Texas by myself. Yeah, and leave um, and having multiple terrible interactions trying to oh. be or trying oh. to decide: do I just oh. wait till I'm in the middle of a big stretch, pull off yeah. to the side of the road because right. I'm less likely to be murdered in that situation? Yeah. Like it's just
0: <laughs> yeah, nuts. Jesus fucking Christ. It is nuts. It also is like, oh well, I think you'll love Trans Girl Suicide Museum because she talks about all of this. But a, I, it's so insane because like, uh, just with transness in general, like in this, you know, we the word transition is not really used anymore. But this like idea of like, you know, you're one gender and then you're another gender, and like thinking that you carry, you know, whatever like privilege. And I can speak only from like, you know, a white perspective perspective because i'm white but like to think that like you're carrying like your male privilege when it's like you're dealing with the male privilege like that you had and now you're basically you know told by society like go fuck yourself like we're just gonna treat you like absolute other utter shit
1: yeah and that's like look it's like and obviously i have white privilege still for sure but but the male privilege is gone like it goes away and like if I yeah. tried to exert it now it wouldn't work people would not yeah. be like people would not be like oh you're you're right like it just what because I spoke more loudly no I yeah. I have spoken more loudly at times about things and I just get called a bitch or I get called yeah. fucking crazy or I get called yeah. like it's which in some ways is very gender affirming. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, You're like, like, yeah, yeah, what am I? A bitch? Yeah, I'm a bitch now. <laughs> yeah, call me a yeah, bitch. <laughs> I, am.
1: I think it's very interesting. Um and f- fascinating. Well, how do I so it's really complicated. We gender all these things as a society. When a trans woman comes out, um suddenly uh, oftentimes they are treated like everything they did before is fine. You know, like it's yeah. sort of like, Oh, you were going through it. Like, yeah. you know, whatever. Or like that person's dead and now you're dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a double-edged sword. Right. Cause like trans people should be held accountable for their actions. Yeah. Um, uh, but also they were going through it and like, yeah. it's really weird that society has at least our part of society has weirdly decided in some ways wonderfully and in some ways problematically decided that like people who transition should be allowed the grace of this like new life that like, um, you know, it's a lot of like, well, that was your dead person. That was, and it's not like we're talking about like murderers and stuff, but it's like, you know, the fuck boy to trans woman pipeline is a, (laughs) is a fruitful one.
0: Um, (laughs) And, so now i am thinking of like a black mirror type episode where you as a trans person can murder your former self but
1: but that yes but then the other side of this right is but the other side of that is that like we don't actually give nuance or um grace to especially to men in yeah right now for good reason but we do like, (laughs) they've, they've lost their grace privileges. Um, But like, but like we don't as a society right now, especially as our part of society, I should say, um, we, there is like a, a blanket demonization of men. Like there's like a, there's like a fun misandry. There's like a, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, which is like, you know, we, we don't want to talk about it because that's like it sounds like we're men men's rights advocates, which we're not because those yeah. people are fucking crazy. But like, yeah, there is a thing where it's just like, OK, that fuck boy or whoever who was like struggling. And like had these feelings that they didn't know how to process and like was told by society not to talk about them because they're a boy mm-hmm. and whatever, like probably could have used some of the grace that we save for the trans version of that person that comes. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like we see the opposite happen with trans mask folks, Mm -hmm. which is that like, and we don't call trans mask folks on this, but like, I I, I don't want to speak for your experience with people with other trans mask presenting folks. Yeah. But I have known many a trans mask person who is super toxically masculine, like toxic masculinity. We're
0: talking about it now. Ooh, ooh la la. la la.
1: But but like, and it's like what it all does is it sort of underlines the fact that like the society we are living in is the broken thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean a whole can of worms here. But I know, I know. That's why I was like, like, like I don't know that I want to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, I was that. like, okay, so let's start over. Hi. <laughs> <Welcome to laughs> end, <baby. laughs>
1: There's something about it seeing reflected back, seeing it reflected back to you. Like, mm-hmm. for me, as somebody who was assigned male at birth, um, seeing masculine society's version of masculinity reflected back to me in trans mask folks is like, it sort of underlines it, right? Because you're yeah. like, you're seeing somebody like kind of airdrop into it and be like, Oh, that, that is what it is. In the same way that I'm sure that someone looks at me and I'm doing, sees me doing some version of femininity that I'm like feeling my way through. It's, it's set. Like you can read into what society is saying about these things or what society expects you of these things. And what's weird about it is that like men are off also the victims of Tra- toxic masculinity. Yeah.
0: Like,
1: like, and we don't want to talk about that because that makes it more complicated to like, ha- like, we like that. It's easy to just be like, fuck man. Am I right? But like, by saying that, like, it's one of those things where it's like, are we like making ourselves feel better
0: yeah, in the
1: moment, but we're actually like maybe making the problem worse.
0: Yeah. And, I think you, and so when like- you
1: put transness into it, it like illuminates it. Whereas like, yeah. because, because we as a society, I think that's what I'm trying to is We as a society are trained to have empathy for people who are assigned female at birth. We just like
0: yeah.
1: we like are, we're trained that like those people are more sensitive, they like they deserve our sensitivities. And we've grown, some of us have grown to expand that to trans women.
0: Um yeah. and
1: like have kind of nuance and like give grace and give, yeah. you know, like like a, a like, oh my heart goes out and like yeah. whatever. Um, but we don't do that for for men and it like becomes most clear we don't do that for men when trans mask people begin to show signs of toxic masculinity yeah and we, and we don't know how to talk about it because yeah, we're like I
0: agree yeah. yeah yeah I completely understand it also as like gender we start moving gender into the conversation I feel like it it opens up a little bit more to talk about like because even in like the lesbian communities that I hang out with there is a ton of like uh, toxic yes. masculinity and also like this men hating it's funny to have both at the same time people who, who hate men and percent forms of toxic masculinity it's like pick a lane <laughs> like, it's like why we don't talk you... about
1: yeah sorry go on sorry go
0: on no 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 Sorry like what you're gonna say
1: no i was just gonna say it's why we don't talk about like abuse in in queer communities yeah like especially in queer female communities but there are yeah. plenty of there are plenty of lesbian people who have been assaulted by women. And there are plenty of uh, women who have assaulted people. And we don't,
0: I mean, in relationships with like, you know, straight relationships, like we don't talk about enough. Like I have a partner who, you know, he's a cis man and he, you know, has been in relationships where he has faced like a lot of similar abuse that I've faced in past relationships with men. And we don't,
1: we don't give make space enough for of a
0: place. Yeah.
1: I think the most recent stats are one in four women and one in six men have been assaulted in their lives, sexually assaulted. Yeah. Um, and we know both numbers are vastly underreported.
0: Um, yeah. But
1: we also know that the male number is more underreported than the female.
0: number. Yes. Yes.
1: And it's not that far off to begin with. And yeah. I just remember during, you know, during the, Brett Kavanaugh hearings mm-hmm. reading an article that was basically like how to talk to your male friends about, or how to talk to your female. It was like for men. It was like, how do you talk to your female friends about Brett Kavanaugh? And the first point was, don't say you understand you don't. And the first thing I thought was like, well, I was assaulted at an all boy high school by boys just like that. Like, yeah. what do you mean? I don't understand. And now, yeah. granted I'm a woman now. so like, So like, <laughs> but like my point is like, I do think that like, this is something that we don't want to talk about as a society. And certainly we don't want to talk about as like a liberal leftist. Right. Society. Yeah. That's like. That like. That's
0: like.
1: Empathy, but they do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it will help us
1: in the long run.
0: Yeah. I think it's like the problem of like discussing the nuances of gender in general. Like if I were to open up an article like that, when I was like, you know, a feminist in high school, a centrist, like love that I was a tomboyish girl, like was like, you know, I would say like borderline, like I I was young. So I, you know, I had, I had very strong opinions about like people, not trans people, but people who use they, them pronouns. Like I had very strong opinions on that. LOL years later, internalized transphobia. It'll get you. yeah yeah but I think if I would have read that article when I was like 16 I would have been like yeah and now reading that article I'm like wait already like having an article that's like how to talk to your <laughs> well, friends it's like why are we gendering all of this abuse is not gendered like it is not it sees no gender so it's yes. like already like what do you mean you could never understand like it's not the same thing as like you know how fucking white people are always like, I'll never understand, but I stand. But it's like, yeah, Diane, you will never understand that because you're white, but it's like this. It's like, you know, white people, black people, women, like non-gendered people across the board experience abuse. So it's like, go fuck
1: yourself. I know. And the truth is like, this is, it's something that like, we, I feel like part of why we gender these things. Yeah. Is because, it's like gender is a story that we tell ourselves because it simplifies
0: things. Wow. Yes. Yeah. And
1: and we in, in the same way that like people generations ago like looked at the skies and were like the planets are gods. Like like because that like helped them make sense of their world. Like Yeah. I think we embrace gender as a society because it helps put order to the chaos. And without yeah. it, it just feels like there are too many variables. It's too confusing. It's too whatever. But I think what we get in trouble with is when we start to think about like the gender is a way that we have put on the world in attempt to understand it. It's yeah. not the world itself. Yeah, like, It's the filter that we're using yeah. to look at the world. But when we get in trouble is when we're like, and like no men are like this women are like that like, no no yeah. no no <laughs> You're right You're
0: right like
1: people are like people and like you can yeah. filter by that but like that's not co- correlation causation and what what ends up sucking is like when people treat it like it, it does it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy where yeah, suddenly right. the world becomes gendered and these right. things can become gendered and become and abuse can sometimes feel gendered in society because we've not because it only exists going one way in genders or only because certain people are certain, but because we only ta- allow certain people to talk about it.
0: The issue with like the bathroom situation with like um, trans women, I mean, it's like you're almost like taking the gender like to like it's like most you know, intense point, which is like, you know, saying, okay, so if this is this and this is this, then this is this. And it's like, absolutely fucking no, like absolutely not at all. Like now you're just making this, like, who have you ever, that, that is when I'm like, Diane, who, who do you talk to? Touch grass, Diane, touch fucking grass. Like you don't know any trans women. You don't know any trans people. You don't know anyone who has gone into a bathroom and of like, I don't even know what they're worried about at that point. That is where I my know. understanding of the bathroom thing ends because I do not understand what well, they are afraid of. It feels
1: like it's always about kids. That's always because it's like for that's sure. How, that's how all panics get legs, is like think about the children. And <laughs> right. But unfortunately, it's like, yeah, have you ever been to a sporting event? Like little girls are in the men's room with their fathers. Like Yeah all the goddamn time exactly like, what what is this it's like a proxy war for something that's not what it's yeah. about and i don't mean to say that like trans men don't face problems in bathrooms they do
0: yeah but,
1: but they're not i what i'm specifically talking about is like the bathroom debate as a societal fight yeah. is like specifically a panic that is built around the idea it- of trans women going into women's bathrooms. I obviously like trans men going into male men's bathrooms. There are problems and issues and fears (laughs) and real things. And it's funny because the problem
0: is like it problem continues to get gendered with, you know, trans mass people going into men's restrooms because my fear when I go into uh, like a men's restroom is one there's no fucking stalls. Like It's like already like the fucking like, whoa, we're gendering toilets. Like, how do we do that? How did you make a toilet that is only like to be used by like a specific appendage? Like, it's like, oh. what the fucking And shit? by the way,
1: a urinal, it's like, I love the Alamo Draft House here, which I know the Alamo has like maybe some complicated history as an organization. I don't know. But I went to it for the first time to see a movie this week. And the restrooms were- all gender neutral and they were just individual stalls. And there yeah. was just an arrow that said urinals <sighs> and another arrow that said toilets.
0: There and it, you was,
1: go. it was like, Oh my God, this is so fucking simple. Like it's so there easy. Yeah. And like, and just like now granted, if there is a gender neutral bathroom somewhere and there's a women's room somewhere, I typically will go into the women's room because yeah. that, feels, that feels like gender euphoric to me. Yes. Um, But I also will like make sure that I, you will never catch me standing over a toilet in the women's room. Like I will, like,
0: even
1: even if in a pinch, I will stand to pee still. Like, you know, if I'm in a women's room, I'm, I'm like horrified of the idea of like pee noises. (laughs) Cause I'm just like, (laughs) like, they're going to know that it's coming from too high.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I've been making this joke on stage lately. (laughs) Mind you twice, but I just make a joke about how I always go, can you believe that people hate trans people? Like, like, we're incredible. I'm incredible. I'm a little guy. I'm a little guy. I need help to reach things. It's adorable. And I say that, like, if it's, like, the problem with the bathrooms, I think we should add on just, like, because, honestly, they make bathrooms this complicated. This is how complicated the bathroom thing has gotten. I'm like, you want to complicate it more? Let's make, like, Five different bathrooms let's make one for little girls little boys women men like little thems little they like you know <laughs> let's make a million different bathrooms so it's like yes diane you can still use your bathroom yes. like because the women like i would never go into the women's bathroom the little boys oh. and little girls i'm going into both i oh. i'm going into either or <laughs> yeah oh my god jacqueline i appreciate this so much you have no oh, idea thank how you. i hope it was wonderful good. I always oh feel like God. I want to
1: like, I always feel like, hey, was I, was I good? Did I waste your time? <laughs> <laughs> look, look,
0: yes, you wasted my time. No, 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 Jacqueline. It was honestly incredible for one two, I haven't talked to like another human being in a while. So Aww. that was, you know, you, you've exceeded expectations in that front. And you there's a great guest. You're a great person. I can't believe we've have not met.
1: We In must.
0: person we must. We, must.
1: we must i will be well now that i'll be on the east coast i mean i guess it's central time but like i'm still like closer to new york and stuff i'm sure i'm gonna be there yes often, so
0: yeah and also you know i freaking love new orleans and i am i am Come down. To i go know back.
1: i know i know a bitch with a house so <laughs> <laughs> i got it I turns love out that. turns out there's real estate prices where you can afford guest rooms it's great
0: damn that rules um I ask one last question yeah. at the end of all of my interviews, but I ask if you could talk to your gender, what would you tell her?
1: Ooh, I think I, I don't want to be, oh, that's corny. I, I <laughs> okay. So here's why I'm going to like, this a little story. Yeah, love. It's me revealing a little, a little writing that I'm doing at the moment. And
0: amazing. we'll
1: see. So, um, so I'm, I'm writing a musical with a friend right now. Um,
0: cool. That's awesome. That's sort oh of my about, God.
1: that's yeah. That's about uh, somebody transitioning and it's um, but it's like the singer songwriter. It's like a singer songwriter kind of vibe. And like, it's wow. about a singer songwriter transitioning. Cool. Um, and so we're working on a song. That's why I was like, I was like, oh, there's something that I like actually do. I would tell me, but I like, yeah, um, and that's like, look, you feel like when you're trans, when you're trans, you feel like you're doing it wrong all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel like you try things that don't work. You feel like you fuck up. You feel like people are laughing at you. You feel like it's, you feel like an imposter. Um, and it's like very hard to remember to not let those moments of failure, like stop you from continuing to try to do things. And mm-hmm. to try to branch out and to find who you are and to do whatever. And so um I'm gonna like say some of the lyrics that we've been working yes!
0: on. Yes, I really, love I really that. think it's
1: it's yes. very coordinated, Oh but, no, I
0: love um, it. Um and it's a
1: singer songwritery vibe, so it's like it's a little like it's a little embarrassing. So whatever.
0: No, I love this. I love this.
1: Okay. So it's um Icarus didn't listen. The kid thought he knew best. He ignored what his daddy told him, uh, when he put his wings to the test. So yeah, he was wrong. Yeah. The kid was wrong. Ah, oh, fuck. All right. I don't have it written in front of me right now. So I'm not trying to remember like, I'm trying to remember like a drunken songwriting. <laughs> session. Okay.
0: No, you're good. You're
1: good. All right. Icarus didn't listen. Um, the kid thought he knew best. He ignored what his daddy told him when he put his wings to the test. Um, yeah the kid was wrong um, and wax wings do melt and when the kid fell I'm sure the kid felt that he should have paid attention to what his papa told him was true but I say fuck that because Icarus flew
0: that's so good
1: so yeah the idea being that like yeah we always focus on don't fly too close to the sun but like he fucking flew before he flew too close to the sun and like that's really fucking great so like remember yeah. that it's okay, it's okay to celebrate
0: Don't need oh, that to is. Oh. That thank you so much for listening to maybe if you would like to follow jacqueline you can follow her at, at jacqueline p more if you'd like to follow me you can follow me at, at gara and the song that you're listening to is cry baby by destroy boys okay love y'all see you soon bye